another week, and here we are again at WVLP 103.1 FM. And the show is Porter County Buzz. Uh, normally, we have two hosts tonight. Uh, I am Greg Sims. I'm one of the hosts. Uh, the other co-host, Andy Bozak, is uh, doing a, a, let's say, a baseball thing. Uh, he's he's up in Chesterton Way doing a baseball thing, so he couldn't make it today. But uh, we, we know he's here in spirit, uh, and I know he'll listen to the show, and and. I'm sure there'll be some remarks about it, but uh, our guest today is, our guest extraordinaire, that's how we introduce it, nice. is Bob Gilliana, and Bob, you're, uh, well, tell us about Bob Gilliana. You're, yeah, there you are. <laughs> Besides a smiling person, who's Bob? <laughs> well, I've always been very vocal in the community. I started out on the Union Township School Board. I was there for eight years. Uh, after that, I started on the uh, stormwater. From there, the commissioners asked me to go on the plan commission and also on the BZA. Okay, so you're you're one of our unique guests. That um, you're you're not an elected official as of now. You're you're well, you're not on the school board anymore, though, right? I am not. Oh, okay, no. that that is an elected position, though. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and union. In case some people may not be aware, that's Wheeler yep. Schools. Yep. Okay. Union Center Elementary School and Samadovich Elementary School. Okay. Okay. My yep. son went to Samadovich. Really? Actually, yeah. The uh, school. there was a teacher over there, and and we're. We were in we live in Valpo, um, and it was it was elementary school or grammar school. Ah, uh, that's the whole thing is. See, coming from Chicago, we had grammar school like K through eight, and right. and and I didn't even know what a middle school was until I came to to Indiana. Just like I had no idea what an open house. Well, to me, an open house was someone's got a house for sale and you go visit it. I had absolutely no clue that an open house was a graduation party for someone from high school. There you go, and, every year. Oh my God, go eat some food, and it's usually good food, and throw some money in a card and put it in a box like a, like a wedding, you know? Very but uh, yeah. Very it's true. like, why isn't it just a graduation party? No, it's an open house, okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when you go to Wisconsin, you don't drink from a water fountain, you drink from a bubbler. There you go. You see? Exactly right. So it, it's kind of funny how, how different things go. But um, but anyways, so you're on, what made you run for school board in the first place? I was always involved in my both my kids' sports there and um, always involved in the school. I graduated from uh, Wheeler High School in 1982. I moved away for a couple of years in Hobart and then moved to Portage and then I built a house right across from Union Center Elementary School oh. and my kids started going to the grade school there and okay. got involved in different sports with soccer, uh, swimming, um, different sports like that with my kids and uh, I just wanted to get be more part of the school there. Okay. Was was Rick Fertasha the super... Well, he, he was before I got on oh, the school okay. board. Um, okay. John Hunter. Okay. Uh, was on a was is is the superintendent still at Union? Oh, Township. okay. Yeah, does a terrific job. He's a good guy. Okay. Well, I know the school system's really uh, top notch, mm -hmm. so that's kind of neat. And their sports programs. It's a it was was a two A three A school. I think three A. Three A. Okay. Yeah, and they're always making a lot of improvements. A lot of additions going on at the schools now. Okay. And uh, it's going to be a, a turf field for the football field by the oh, end that's of this nice. summer. Wow. Uh, so there's a, there's a new bus barn was built over there. So a lot of improvements. John does a very good job over there. Now, is that area growing? I mean, is the school gaining in numbers or is it still about the same? It is about the same right now. I do know that over um, 
over by Lake Eliza, there's a new subdivision going in there with about 80-some houses that everybody will be going to Union Center or okay. Union Township at that location. And I'm sure there'll be some other ones going in. So he's, look, he's looking forward ahead yeah. to see what's coming up and yeah. keeping things going. Well, and I, and I know from you being on the plan commission, and, and I am as well, the, there are a lot of these farmers are selling out and subdivisions are coming in, and uh, it, it's just the way it is. I mean, mm -hmm. people people need housing, and we've got open land for these developers to, to, to do it, and it's just, I know sometimes there's some anger from people that, why are these, you know, why are all these coming in, but... You know, it's like with anything. You have private property. Somebody sells it. Yep. As long as people um, follow the ordinances and the rules and they do the proper, uh, what's the channels of getting through, then and it's allowed. And that's what we're seeing. Right. You know? And I don't know where Willow Creek is right now, whether mm -hmm. they're going to do it or not. But I do know if it does go through, that's going to open up a lot of farm land for development at that time. Now, would that be would that be Wheeler out? It is going through Union Township, yes. Okay. Yeah. So the initial stage is going from Route 6 to 130, correct? I mean, at least that's what the init. Correct. And then it kind of jogs over, and I think possibly comes out over there by the... Uh, the Walgreens uh, okay. somewhere in that area there. So down in the future. So, okay, with the first, if the first stage gets going, then that'll go to 130. Is that Wheeler at all up to 130? It is. It, okay. It is up okay. to, I think a little north of Wheeler by about a, maybe a mile is uh, uh, Union Township Schools. Okay. And then after that, I believe that's Portage. Okay. Now Salt Creek, is that part of? Union as it well. Is, yes. Okay. And uh, all the all the children there uh, for grade school go to John Samadovich. It's really oh. a nice neighborhood school for Salt Creek. Everybody's able to walk to school there. And okay. Right in the neighborhood. And then those kids would then go on to Wheeler High School Correct. down the road. Yep. Okay. So that's yeah. I, I guess that would be interesting to see how down the road. Now again, you know, just for the listeners, nothing has been approved. You know, so but but we do know that there have been. Um, surveys done, there has been studies done, uh, there should be no secret that the possibility of, of Will Creek Road coming through is is there, yeah, you know. There's been a lot of studies, that's about all I know so far. Yeah, okay. So, the yeah, that's interesting, though. Okay. Um, wow, so on the plan commission, what... Uh, Oh, and you know what? Before we go to, did, did I, I, I think I, I said our sponsors were the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, Chequit Lodge number 56. I would be remiss if I didn't, I'm, I'm terrible at that. I, and they're great people. It's a great organization. They do a lot of uh, good giving away bicycles and they help at soup kitchen, kitchens. They clean the roads, uh, especially the one down by Walmart. And uh, it, it's a, they hand out Frisbees at Halloween time. <laughs> And this is their 175th year, so I know during the summer they'll be doing more activities, um, handing away hot dogs and popcorn at movie nights and concerts and stuff like that. So they'll be more visible this summer. So I, yeah, I got to give them the shout out. But okay, now back to the story here. Uh, we're, we're talking to Bob Gilliana, and uh, he is a former elected official for the school board of we Union Township. Union Township. Okay, and he currently sits on the. The Porter County Plan Commission, the, uh, is that, are you on the BZA as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the arbitration. 
Okay, so it's Board of Zoning Appeals. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what exactly does the Board of Zoning Appeals do? So if, if the listeners, they heard of BZA, now there's a city BZA and there's a county BZA. So we're, we're county. So what does a county BZA person do? Well, what I do, I fill in when Rick isn't available. Okay. He, he's been doing it, I think, now for 13 or 14 years, actually. Uh, but he wanted to do a little travel and need somebody to fill in. I filled in about two or three times a year for him. Okay. But it's... We take a we take away from the BZA some of the items that we can determine ourselves what needs to be done. You know, say somebody wants to put a a pole barn in the front yard of their house. Well, we go visit that site. If it just uh, we we try not to have that happen, and if it really doesn't fit in that area, mm-hmm. then we we usually deny it or just ask them to come back and give us. Give us another option so it's not right on the road or in the, in the front yard. We try to make it in the back. Okay, what if somebody has a, a pole barn up already, since we're talking about pole barns, and they want to extend it out a bit, but when they put it up, they had maxed out the, the building space on their land. Can a BZA give them a little extra room, or is that not what the BZA does? Well, it, it just depends how close they are to the property lines. So oh, okay. If they're within the property line still. They can come to us, and we can kind of look into it and see if it. So it's possible if it's not going to bother any other neighbors or anything like okay. that. Okay. We take the, the neighbors into consideration quite a bit. And the neighbors get notified of this too, right? That hey, there's there's somebody that wants to do something to their property. It's not quite normal, we'll say. So they need a special permission. So we're going to have this meeting, and you're welcome to come on down and voice your support or not support. Right? Oh, yes, and it does happen, without <laughs> a doubt, it does happen. But you know what's always nice, though, sometimes, too, you get a lot of people that are opposed to it, and, and sometimes we either accept it or, or turn it down. Mm-hmm. But you see out in the lobby when they leave, Yeah, they're, they're all talking together, the, the person that got denied along with the neighbors. So it's kind of okay. nice to see that they... It doesn't seem like they hold a grudge then. Anyway. Okay. So it's kind of nice to see that a little bit. <laughs> At least not until they get home. Well, but we don't know home. about that. <laughs> right. Right. I know many years ago, I remember being on a BZA, and uh, God, this must have been 15, 20 years ago. And it was a, a gentleman that wanted to put up a, a big, big windmill. And I felt bad for the guy because he bought the windmill first, and it was in his driveway. I mean, he was laying in these, these boxes. Mm-hmm. And... It ended up getting denied, um, but back then, this was all like a new idea, and the biggest hurdle was actually insurance. Uh-huh. Find out that his insurance, his home insurance, wouldn't cover the windmill. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, because we, we said come back, and we, we did some more research on it and found that out. It's like, well, if you can't get insured and a blade flies off, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. right and, exactly. and he goes, well, I bought it. What am I supposed to do? And we're like... Maybe you shouldn't have bought it before you asked for permission. Exactly. So it was, I, I felt bad for the for the gentleman, but it's one of those things that people have to understand. It's a, there, there's a reason for things, there's a process, and it's for safety. It's not just to be, you know, these, these seven or eight people or 10 people up, up in the front of the room being jerks to somebody. It's, it, it's what fits in the community, what's appropriate for the community. Um, like you had said, the neighbors come out, you know, listening to the neighbors. Is there, you know, is there animosity or is there uh, legitimacy to what they're saying that might be positive or negative for this? Correct. You know, and so that's kind of a, that's a pretty, pretty big responsibility. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you, you kind of feel a bit, I mean, you feel bad for them a little bit when the decisions are, decisions are made, but you're just trying to stick with what the county has out there, the ordinance they have, mm-hmm. setbacks and things like that. And you just, you don't come up with it on your own. You, you kind of investigate what the county has and go from there. Okay. Has there any been, uh, was there, I know before we got on the air, we talked a little bit about this. Has there ever been a time where something was like really crazy that somebody asked for, uh, you know, some kind of a variance or somebody wants, I, 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 as a joke, I said, do you want to put a hot tub on a roof, you know, or something? Or, or how about like a chicken coop, a, a big, massive chicken coop, you know, and they're going to feed all the neighbors with their eggs and you can't deny me, I'm going to feed the neighborhood. Uh, nothing, you know, I've only dealt with a few, a few issues there, but uh, not really. Okay. Nothing really way crazy, you know. Okay. Every, every once in a while, they just want to put a gigantic pole barn in their front yard which covers their entire house which is, it's a little bit odd to me but i mean if that's the spot they have but it just doesn't work yeah but at some point i'm going to move into that pole barn and my house is going to be my garage yeah. come on what's wrong with that exactly yeah but, uh, no and and we know that as much as there's property rights you know the and people have a lot of leeway to do with their property but there's still sometimes where the government kicks in and says yeah not so fast exactly because you're also looking at the neighbors that surround the area what are right. they going to be looking at is yeah. it going to be an eyesore <laughs> is it going to be good come on it's never an eyesore <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's nice of the beholder, I guess. You know, what's my, I got no problem with that. Exactly. Oh my gosh. The, uh, yeah, that's always cool. And then you're, uh, you're on the stormwater. Yes. And so what's the, what does stormwater do? We just, um, we make sure all the different ditches and waterways in the county stay clear. clean. Nobody interferes with them or starts to intrude or build somewhat close so that we can't get in to take care of those waterways. And what the um, Mike Novotny does a terrific job. He really makes sure when there is going to be a development or something, no matter how much water is coming off that property now, he seems that he cuts that back by like 25%, if not more than that. So it, it stays on the property, doesn't inter- interfere with neighbors. And we, we didn't have that some time ago, but over the mm-hmm. last probably eight years or so, mm-hmm. that's been developed, and I think that's really helped a lot of people. And they have somebody to come to when they do have an issue. So I imagine a vast majority of the people that come in front of you are concerned about what water's gonna do to their property. Always. You know, a neighbor's building this big massive structure or a subdivision's going in, and my my land floods now, it's gonna get even worse. And then it goes through the process of, like you had indicated, Mike Novotny and the, the team over there at the, yeah. the county would make sure that that water is gonna run off, but it'll run off controlled and less than less volume than it was before. Yes, he puts a lot of hard work yeah. into that and it shows, he does a very good job at it. Yeah, see that's always the neat thing. And, uh, and again, people have the opportunity to come and display their concerns one way or the other mm-hmm. um and and i know the other day we had a situation where uh the solar panels was being discussed and and the people had an opportunity to to come and we know there was a big meeting at the expo center and a lot of people now i did you go to that at all i did not i could not make that okay meeting. and i wasn't either i the commissioner's Ran that one, yeah. and uh, I wish I made it, but I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like it was pretty energized. Yes. Uh, 
and which is good because then it's people, you know, um, exercising their rights. You know, we live in a great country. We live in a great county. So people have an opportunity to have their voices heard. Sure. And unfortunately, sometimes they feel that they're not heard as well or as much. But, you know, it, it's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So they did that. And then um, then we had met as a stormwater board and uh, to try and figure out uh, or, or, yeah, what to... The planning commission, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say stormwater, to, to decide or to figure out if the ordinances are appropriate or not, <coughs> if they need to be updated, and we kind of, kind of thought that it should. So, mm-hmm. so things are in a in a situation now where it, it could change. the The ordinances could change. Sure. So, um, but I and, think it would be for the best. It seems like our last meeting we had oh, it was a pretty packed room. Mm-hmm. And, and people had an opportunity for their concerns to be heard again, but it didn't seem like there was many angerous, you know, comments made. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll meet again. And, and if we need to meet again after that, I know we'll do that and, sure. and get something to where everybody can at least deal with, you know, they may not be the most, uh, not everyone's gonna like anything. It's just, we know that's exactly. how it is. But hopefully enough people can, live with it and and be okay with it yep and i, li- and I like hearing from both sides mm-hmm. i'd rather have both sides there so i can take in the information that they're pushing out to us yeah. and try to come up with a good plan and yeah and there's sometimes where as much as you might think you got all the okay we thought of everything somebody mentioned something like "Ooh, we didn't think about that exactly and yep. that's that's always the neat thing about keeping an open mind and like you said look at both sides mm-hmm. and Take people, you know. I mean, for what they're worth, they're 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 very valuable with their insights and input and stuff, and yep. and we make a good county decision, you know. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, on the council, um, I, I'm not sure if uh, someday you'll be on the council if you want that aspiration or not. Who knows? But uh, the uh, sometimes you walk places, you know, you go into a Walmart and somebody will. They'll recognize you and say, hey, about that. And you're like, ah. <laughs> and you're trying to bad? figure out, like, exactly, was it good or bad? How long is this going to take? <laughs> you know, am I going to get, uh, you know, is they going to punch me in the nose or, or are they going to pat me on the back? I don't uh-huh. know. But it's all good. It's, it's, it's people helping people, mm-hmm. which is, uh, to me, one of the most uh, notable things that we have out there, you know. Sure. And, yeah, it's just and doing the right thing, doing mm-hmm. the right thing. The, the other thing, too, is, you know, there's Republicans and Democrats in various situations, and there's there's conservative and liberal ideas, and it's just still figuring, navigating through all that to try and find common ground yep. and having a, 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 a good conversation. See, yeah. it's, and that's what I like about Porter County politics. Everybody seems to do pretty well trying to meet in the middle and getting decisions made so that both sides are happy, and it's, it's a good good decision for the the people in Porter County. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say that after, yeah, my six years on or four and a half, whatever. Yeah. Why I say six? I have no idea. But like four and a half, it's, it's been that way. So it's been a very uh, pleasant situation, mm-hmm. you know, so no, that's good. And now you're, you're traveling, you're going off the air. You had made a comment. You're going to Montana. Is I that, am. 
what is in Montana? No one goes to Montana. There's only like 500,000 people in Montana. Are you sure you want to go there? Not a whole lot in Montana. It is a very beautiful place. Uh, my brother and I uh, own a commercial swimming pool company. Okay. And we do work in every state in the country. Wow. Um, we build pools, elevator pools, 30 stories up on the top of buildings. And no, wait a second. We put them in the ground. 30, okay, so somebody calls you up, they have a high-rise building, and they yeah. say, you know, I was thinking, I want a pool in my, and they, and you then go. It's usually done during construction. Oh, okay. So they okay. can make enough provisions that it will hold, hold up. Exactly. Because it's got to be a, really heavy. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot wow. of concrete and stuff that goes in there and a lot from the ground up to make sure that all stays up there. Okay. So, so how do you build a pool 30 stories in the air? We use the freight, you know, they have outside elevators. They have uh, big tower cranes that we get a lot of material up there on the roofs and uh, concrete pumps that pump concrete all the way up. And so is it like a mold or like a... Uh, we, we frame it. I mean, they, they give us a structure, okay, a vault to build the pool in and then okay. we go ahead and put our uh, rebar and plumbing and everything in there. And then we... Uh, shotcrete the pool with this um, concrete that sprays out of a nozzle and we shape it shape the stairs shape everything by hand it's the guys by hand for us do a great job they're just like artists it turns out i was saying like a sculpture nice. yeah they do a terrific job now what is the highest you've ever built a pool 30 stories 30 stories this is the highest one yes dang yeah now how, how big is a 30 st i mean a pool on the 30th floor is it like a how many people, I mean, does it go by how many people can fit in it? I, I don't, how does that work? Yeah, you know, the, like that pool there was probably about uh, 20 foot wide and maybe 30 foot, 35 foot long, something like that. There was a whole bar area and everything up on the roof there. So it was like a pool bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a happening place. It still is. Now, now, how deep is something like that? Typically four to five feet. Oh, okay. So like you don't really put a diving board? Very, very seldom. Oh, okay. You know, some, some places we do, but uh, um, we're actually at the Girl Scout camp over here on the other side of Alpo. We're putting in a new pool there, and that's actually got a very deep diving well in it now. Wow. We're building a new structure for them. So, okay. Well, oh, my God. This is crazy. All right. So... This, these, where's this bar located? This bar pool or pool it's bar? The Westin Hotel in Austin, Texas. Okay. Yeah. So they it have was the it. number one bar pool in the country two years ago. When you say number one, what does that mean? It was it was voted on by travelers. Oh, like the coolest, like the best. The travel, travel magazine, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I hope you guys get your name somewhere in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> we just keep you moving need, on to the next one. You need to put a little plaque on the bottom so, like, when someone like goes down and their eyes are open, and says "Pulls by Gilliana" or something or whatever. You, you know, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Now, do you ever go visit them and say, "I did that"? Uh, not eh, once in a while, not very often. Okay, we do, we do quite a bit. We've also done uh, swimming pools in a football stadium, the Jackson Jaguar football stadium. We did the two glass walled pools on either side of one of the end zones there. Okay, now the glass wall does it have a certain name to it? It's just an acrylic. Okay, but like, all right, where the heck was I? <laughs> You know what? I was down in Memphis, and <laughs> that's where it was. And there was a hotel that had like a pool way the hell up on the, the top of the hotel, uh -huh. and it was like clear, like you can see. Oh yeah. And 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 the person I was with said it had a certain name to it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh. They're like, look, and and the car I was in had a sunroof, uh -huh. so I can look up and see it. I'm like, dang. Okay, 
that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But no, uh, people sit inside the pool and watch the game. You have a full oh, view of the game there. Oh my God! Something similar to that over in uh, some student housing in uh, Purdue. There's a pool in student housing. Yeah. What the heck? It's off campus uh, student housing, but it's got a glass walled pool that you look up, and the three stories up there it is. So I'm walking down the street. I see this three story building. And there's a pool, and there's somebody swimming. I can see them swimming. You can see it. What the heck? <laughs> it's all right there. How does that not like break? I mean, you know, a lot of waterproofing. No kidding. Yeah. So how thick is that wall then? About three and a half inches. That's pretty thick. It's pretty thick. Yeah. So it's really there's almost no way it can break. No, not really. They make it. You know, they know how much weight it's going to hold. And back. pressure. Sure. Okay. Sure. So it depends on that. That'll depend on the thickness also. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's how did you get involved in this? My dad started the company in the early seventies, just doing residential swimming pool work. Okay. And then, oh, it's got had to be thirty some years ago. My brother and I um, bought my dad out, and we started doing commercial swimming pools, uh, actually for a. Jeff Good yeah. owns Good Hospitality. He, yeah. he manages several properties all over the country and also builds them. He was one of our first commercial people that we built a pool for. Okay, so, all right, because this is one of the things I've always been big at. It's like networking and about being in the right place or whatever. So tell me, how did that conversation, did, did Jeff know you guys did pools and say, hey, did you ever think about expanding? He did. Uh, he knew we did residential work. Okay. Uh, we knew him for quite some time here in Valparaiso. Yeah. And uh, we decided, let's give it a shot. And and he did, now did you give it a shot based on what he said or did he? Did, I mean, okay, he you're sitting. Just to okay. ask if we would build a commercial swimming pool, and, and then you and thought about it and said, "Let's do this." Sure. Okay, yeah. so it was Jeff that kind of was he the said, initial. And I got the push. ball rolling on the commercial business, but my brother Jason uh, uh, deals with all the uh, the selling and permitting and everything, and got the ball rolling on it, and it's all. So he, okay, so now Montana, how the heck did, does, does he travel around to various places? I mean, how, how does that happen? There's not a whole <laughs> lot of commercial pool builders in the country. Oh, okay. So we, we, we travel around, we know a lot of different contractors, and we, mm -hmm. you know, it's all word of mouth. We don't okay. advertise at all or anything like that. It's just word of mouth, and uh, we get the jobs. We've got uh, one going in uh, Bozeman, Montana, and another one over in Billings. So it's only three and a half hours away from each other. Wow. <laughs> so are these hotels? Uh, what one's in a hotel and one's a, a very large apartment complex. So is uh, it, the apartment complex? Is it going in the building or is it going like outside it's the building? It's going in the ground. It's actually an outdoor pool. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And the hotel is a, a small indoor pool at the, in Bozeman. Okay, but in an indoor pool, that's just like on a main floor, like a regular. Sure. Okay, yep. and is there one there you're rebuilding it or is no, it? No, it's all new construction. Oh, okay. So that's probably easier to do it, right? Well, of course it is. Yeah, yeah but we do a lot of uh, rehab work, too. Mm -hmm. My brother and I and a few other partners also own White Coat Pool Solutions. Okay. And we do uh, uh, repairs and replacements all over the country with that business also. Wow. Now, do you deal with hot tubs at all? Uh, just commercial. Okay. Just commercial hot tubs, yeah. Okay, because I know there's been a lot of people that they, they buy a hot tub and they have it at their house and it breaks and it seems like they're having one heck of a time finding hot tub repairmen. It's not easy. And okay. Yeah. And and it's just like, huh. Yeah. So I thought maybe you'd say, oh, by the way, yeah, we got this perfect guy and we can send some information <laughs> there people's way. Yeah. You know. 
Oh, we but, used to do a lot of residential work all around Chicago, all the suburbs there, all around Northwest Indiana, and then we started getting into commercial work, and that's all we do now. Oh, I was, okay, that's what I was going to ask next is, so that kind of trends, and this is so good, lucrative, you don't need to deal with the other oh, stuff yeah. anymore. Yeah, okay. And then uh -huh. what's nice with this, we have it, we're just as busy in July as we are in January. It never slows down. So, okay, so like in January, would you be like setting up or would you be like somewhere where it's warm? Sometimes somewhere where it's warm. Sometimes they'll tent off the area, throw some heat in, and we just continue to work. Oh, wow. It just depends where the, what stage the project's in. Wow. Because there's okay. always a deadline where you want to get this done so that gotcha. people start moving in or a hotel opens up or something like that. So, so what's the largest pool you've ever built? When we done a, a, a normal Illinois, okay, yeah, a high school pool there, so that was a pretty good size, probably about seventy five foot long commercial project there. So that's like a regulation for for meets for and stuff like that, and yeah, like that, sure. Yep. So did you do Valpo Valpo High we School did not. school? Oh, okay, no, we did not. But there's only so you probably knew who did it because there can't be very many of yeah, you guys out there. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. about a handful in okay. the country that do all the work. Yeah. That's still pretty darn cool. Yeah. So what is the neatest, craziest, like somebody came up to you and said, okay, I got this crazy, stupid idea, and it's it's about building a swimming pool. Can you do it? And then you go, no. And then you go, absolutely, we can. And you built it. Well, we, we do a lot of uh, water parks. Um, okay. Uh, KOA campgrounds are revamping oh. all their campgrounds, and they're really making them really nice now. Wow. So we do a lot of that with swimming pools and lazy rivers all incorporated with splash pads and wow. uh, different things like that. Dang. Yeah. So, all right, let's go back in time when you're sitting there going, okay, I'm not sure if we want to do this. And then Jeff Good says, hey, can you? And you go, all right, let's delve into this. You had no idea what to do, though, did you, initially? Between residential work and yeah. commercial work, it's a whole different animal. So you had to, like, relearn almost everything. Everything, all the different uh, ordinances, regulations, inspections. There's there's a lot. Wow. A lot Not to mention the, the product, right? The sure. supplies and the pumps and how to get your – you said you've got fantastic – Artists or whatever these oh, people are called. Are terrific. Yes. How, how do you find those people? Like those people alone. Those guys have been with us a long time. They've learned from young and just keep moving up. Okay. Um, we do hire uh, other contractors in different states too that do work for us just mm -hmm. because of the volume of work we have now. Um, we are doing a ton of work out in Colorado right now, and we've probably got 35 jobs going just in Colorado. Wow. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot going on. Is there any state you're not in? Hawaii? I <laughs> know. Uh, we've done work there oh also. Yeah. We've done work in every state, including Puerto Rico and Alaska and Grand Cayman Island down there also. Well, you know, if you ever need somebody to go with you and, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of make sure things are uh, just okay or that you're you're fed well, you know, I, I can help with that. The only thing is when you're, when you're traveling to, with this work, it's never really that relaxing, you know. But Well, I can relax like, with you. You know, I'll, I'll be your chauffeur. Well, I've been to every state several times. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I've been all over the place. No, I know when, uh, when I talked to Jeff, uh, when he was uh, the commissioner, we'd have a conversation once in a while. I'm like, you know, you ever need me to go house a property down in Florida, you know, I, I'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah. So I figured I might as well put the same offer out for you. You know, I, I don't want you to feel left out that I offered to Jeff and, you know, I could offer to you. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> Very good. Wow, that is crazy, though. That's, that really is. And now, what's the crazy, I mean, when, when I say like crazy pools, I, but what is the weirdest thing that um, 
you like you never like when you started this commercial side was there something that you just go i had absolutely no idea like you're, you're thinking okay entails these things was there something crazy that was outside that little initial box that you're going I can't believe we had to do that too, or we have to do that. Well, just doing elevated pulls, just to okay. make it so, you know, in case there happens to be a leak, that so it doesn't leak down into the rooms. So oh, just, and, and just it's amazing to see the concrete come from the ground floor <laughs> up a three-inch pipe and gets pumped up thirty stories, and yeah. it comes out the other end, which is really a good thing when that. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> so now. 30, yeah, that would, have, have, has there ever been a leak in a, maybe not yours, but I mean, has there ever been a leak that you, when you build a pool, like 30 uh, Not feet? necessarily, because what we do with that, that vault they provide us with, we uh -huh. waterproof that and fill it with water, okay. make sure it holds. Oh. And then once we pour our concrete structure, we fill that, waterproof it, fill it with water, make sure that holds, okay. drains it, and then go ahead and do all the finishes. So and it's like a double. good luck with that. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, uh, so I imagine... Unless something, you know, bad, like an earthquake or something, that should hold up for, oh, is it like forever or like? Yeah, the structure itself will hold up forever. Wow. The plaster you use, depending on how people take care of the mm -hmm. pool, you know, they'll probably get 15 years out of it and you come back in and just apply another coat of plaster over the top and you have a, have a good pool again. So how does it drain? I mean, is there a massive like drain there that goes just down a regular drain? If you need to, it, the drain in the bottom of a swimming pool is actually tied into the filtration. Oh, okay. So it draws water from the bottom and then uh -huh. draws water from the top, whether it's a gutter system or a, a skimmers. Okay. Uh, but if you want to drain the pool down, you just shut everything off except for those drains. And it'll drain. It'll drain the pool right out. Then. Wow. How long does it take to fill a pool like that? <laughs> Well, it depends how much water pressure you have, but usually about th three to four days. Okay. Is it a regular garden hose that does it? Most of the time, unless we're able to get onto a fire hydrant that has oh, a meter on it, and gotcha. then we can fill it within a few hours. And then that's a pretty big hole, oh, I imagine, sure. right? Yeah, we can fill it pretty quick. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's... I know many, 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 many years ago, and, and maybe so, in, this was in Chicago, that if you knew a fire department or knew you had a favorable, they would fill. They would come out and fill the pool. Yeah, I know. Does that, that happen anymore? Well, I know volunteer fire departments uh, when we did residential work used to come out and fill up pools, but okay. I don't think they do that much anymore. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always just, handy to have that. Though. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I just like I said, I I never uh, the pool. We've never had a pool in our in, in any house I've had other than a little like a three four inch or a four foot you uh -huh. know kind of little stinky thing that you it. Sure maybe a year and then you're done with it you know uh, that, that right, that's all right. i've experienced right. now hot tub on the other hand you know i'll, I'll speak to that but yeah <laughs> but that's cool that's uh and and what's interesting i was at uh, graceland i was in memphis uh this weekend well i and i guess i'll talk about that oh after we this is wvlp 103.1 fm porter county buzz uh one your host today greg sims and we've got bob Gilliana on a former school board member at uh, Union Township. He's on the plan commission for the county. He's on the stormwater. Uh, he's on BZA on occasion. And uh, yeah, and he is a uh, master pool builder, commercial pool builder extraordinaire. And it's, it's it, cool stories. Um, but uh, when I went to, well, I, I went down to, um, well, one of the other councilmen, Jeremy Rivas, his son is a starting pitcher at Oh, at Mississippi, uh, Old Miss, and uh, it was what a game! It was, and we thought, okay, the game was uh, Saturday, so no, I lied. It was Friday because being Easter weekend, instead of going normally, they go like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm -hmm. but since it was Easter weekend, they went Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
So he pitched um, the game on on Friday, and it was it was a night game. And when the home run, home team hits the home run, they have these lights that red, white, and blue, and it's just an electric atmosphere. It's it's college games are amazing. Oh, the yeah. SEC! It, I'm looking at the stadium, and I'm going, God, this is, looks bigger than Railcat Stadium. Uh-huh. It was like twice the size, and holy cow! Um, but the people, I mean, it was just. I don't know. It was just electric, mm-hmm. and they won the national championship the year before, so they had the trophy in, the, in their little lobby, and that was kind of cool seeing. But uh, but they won seven to four, which was phenomenal. It was a, a great game, and then we went out, you know, afterwards. And well, I'll tell you, let me back that up. At the end of the game, the players are on the field, and then they let the people from the stands go onto the field. And I will tell you, seeing these young college kids light up. Signing autographs, balls and shirts and whatever's, taking pictures. It was so cool and humbling seeing these kids. Well, they're not kids. They're like men. Uh, just about every one of them was like 6'1 or above. It's like, dang, you know. But just the, the coolness of it. And then, too, I'll have to give a shout-out, too, to <coughs> if Jeremy is listening. Uh, one of the neatest things happened. We went out afterwards to a, a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting at the table, and all of a sudden, this couple from another table come walking over. They go right to Xavier, and they go, you pitched one hell of a game, and it was awesome, and we love watching you pitch. And they were just giving these accolades. It's like, do you know this person? They're like, <laughs> and Because the couple walked away, and, and he's like, no, that, but that happens. It's, it's just so cool to see. Yeah. And, he, and he's a really humble kid. Um, very modest. I mean, it was just it was just neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> we did. <laughs> excuse me. Here I'm talking more than normally. Andy's here picking up the slack. <laughs> but uh, then uh, we went on to. Um, well, we thought we're down there. We're down in uh, it was Oxford, Mississippi, and we passed through Memphis on the way to Oxford. And Memphis was, you know, we well, we went and saw the uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, the Civil Rights Museum at the Lorraine Hotel, where he was unfortunately shot on the second floor. Smaller than I had thought, uh, but it was just crazy. You're standing on the street going, right there is where all this history happened, you know, late in 68. And then we went to Beale Street, which was kind of cool. Uh, it was like two blocks of bars and restaurants and mm-hmm. and they close on saturday nights they close it off so you walk in the middle of the street if you wanted to and you listen to music and they have wristbands it's like for ten dollars you can buy this wristband and that'll t- you can go in any bar that has a band um nice. and otherwise if you want to just go into that bar they, they charge a cover so this is like a a blanket cover charge and then if you don't want to go into a bar with a band, then you just walk around or go into bars that don't have the band and you don't, you know, pay $10. Sure. So it was really kind of cool. But um, I know before uh, before we got on the show, I was talking about how, you know, I think I was discriminated against. And I'll, I guess I'll tell this story now. <clears throat> I have a, uh, the car I chose to take was a 2018 Challenger. And it's plum crazy purple and black. And it looks, it's a mean-looking muscle car. Were you driving nice? I was driving nice. Okay. However, people around me were not driving nice. Like, here's an example. I mean, this is, this is like surreal. <clears throat> we just got back. We're, we're, we left the Lorraine Hotel 
the civil rights music and we're on our way to Beale Street to where all the, the bars and the blues and stuff is. I'm sitting at a stoplight. <clears throat> all of a sudden, a Mustang sound as loud as my car is not really loud, but it's, it's, it's not quiet either. Started doing it like on TV, you know, they the light turned green and this car was doing donuts in the oh, middle of the street. You didn't start doing that? I did you? not. Okay. I did not. But I'm like, holy crap. Okay, you see this stuff on YouTube all the time? And it was this the guy it was a guy driving and it was a young girl. She was like halfway out the window with her cell phone taking pictures. I'm like, okay, this is kinda cool, right? <laughs> and then the car just speeds off and then another another Mustang speeds off afterwards. And then the cops are you know, all over the place. Well, I think because of all that stuff happened, I was followed. My car, I was my car was followed for several blocks, and uh, I turned left. The cop turned left. I turned right. The cop turned right. I stopped, kind of pull off to the side. The cop stopped and pulled off to the side. I'm just waiting for the time when the you know, lights are going to come on and you know, license and registration. But I wasn't speeding. I didn't do anything. So eventually, he he went off. And then uh, when I was in Oxford, Mississippi, the same exact thing happened to me. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Why am I being, now it's got an Indiana plate on and I'm, th you know, part of me is thinking maybe, I don't know, out of state. I, I, I have no idea what's going through my mind other than why is this happening, right? right. <laughs> then I go to, we're, we're back in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, I pull into a parking garage and I park. I come, we come out after our little night, and there's a boot on my car. Oh, nice. And I'm like, why is there a boot on my car? I paid for parking. There's nothing wrong. My car was on the line of the, you know, they have lines where you park. And uh, the violation was I took two spots, even though I did not take two spots. Well, you usually don't get a boot until you have several tickets. Well, see, that was the thing. It was 50 bucks. And I was not. I was not happy. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I could. The, the person on the other end of the phone was, well, you can do it one of two ways. You can pay fifty dollars now, and I will give you the combination to get the boot off the car, or you can wait anywhere up to an hour for somebody to come by, and you can you can argue your case with them and see if they'll they'll take it off for free. It's like, so what do you do? You How pay much was the parking there. Fifty. Oh, it was. Uh, Twelve dollars, and I said too. I said, so what is the problem? They go, well, you theoretically took two spots. I go, no, I did not take up two spots. Should have been twenty-four dollars. Well, that's what I asked. See now, see, this is why I like it, Bob. Your logic is like mine. I said, then just charge me another twelve dollars and and get me on my way. Why are you charging me fifty dollars? And of course, the person on the other end of the phone didn't quite understand my logic. You know, I think it's. Perfectly. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, but I'm like, okay, I'm from out of state. I'm driving this car that people think is, you know, worth millions of dollars, even though it's not. And I just, I felt like it was, I was discriminated against. I really did. I was fouled by cops, and now I get booted. And it's, why is this happening to me? They're pretty aggressive with their boots over there. Oh, I tell you, it was crazy. <laughs> and then, then I, you know, of course, me being me, I said, well, if you're giving me a combination, what if I just take it? And they're like, well, then we'll just charge you $100. <laughs> <laughs> had, I had to give a credit card to pay the fine, the $50, oh, to get the they thing know, unbooted. They, they know you. Oh, my gosh. I was so mad. I was just, the, the process was just wrong, you know. And uh, 
And then, of course, I spent a little part of my morning today on the phone with, uh, I did went through Spot Hero. So I called Spot Hero and said, what the heck is going on? What, what kind of garage do you, do you put me in? And Because uh-huh. my other thought was, if that indeed is, I mean, if they're that strict about stuff, and then why didn't I know about it? You uh-huh. know, like there should have been, and, and they, they didn't know. And, and maybe there was a disclaimer, you know, I'm waiting for them to get back to me again. And they might cite some things that, well, you know, the disclaimer that you just signed over, it says in there. And, and if that's the case, then I'll accept it because it's my fault. Were you on the line? I was on the line. Oh, oh, I'm never, I'm not denying that at all. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying it was, uh, no, no, no. I, I, and you know what I'm really, the biggest thing I was kind of mad about is it wasn't until I left there, I'm like, why the hell didn't I take a picture? I should have just taken a stupid picture and I didn't. I guess I was so angry about getting this boot on my car and having to pay 50 bucks to get it out that my mind was not on the mode of take a damn picture. <laughs> Did you drive nice when you left? I did not. <laughs> That's funny you said that. I did not. I uh, I was a little yeah. It's a six piece manual, so I, I I left a couple marks in the street on my way out. But <laughs> and I don't recommend that. You know that is not the way to get through life. Be angry at somebody and put a burnout in front of their house or in their parking garage. But that was. But the other thing too is I'll, I'll say uh, when I went to we went to Graceland, Memphis. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Have you ever been to, to Graceland? I've driven by it. I've never gone in it. I had absolutely now. I'm not going to say I was a big Elvis fan. I mean, I I didn't mind him at all. You know, some of his movies, you know, you get a little all shook up, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, <laughs> once in a while, I'll wear some blue suede shoes, just have go. some fun. But uh, the, um, the, the it's a mansion, and and at first you're looking at like it's kind of like the White House. Don't look that big. And then you get in, you're like, okay, this is bigger than it looks like, you know? Uh-huh. And there's multiple levels and stuff. But what a neat, neat thing. And then, I mean, we were there for like four and a half hours. Um, you can go through the airplanes. He had two airplanes. Um, a massive museum across the street with all of his jumpsuits and, and the records and, you know, testimonials from various artists, you know, saying that Elvis was, you know, a big inspiration. Mm-hmm. And all these big screens with his concerts and in you know you see home movies and i was just like wow this is much bigger than i would have ever imagined yeah. you know and people from all over the the country and and the world you know you hear in different languages and stuff it, it's a this people are really enthused and and the one thing too is is we we got up to the the mansion you take a little like a you park in a parking lot you come into the main gate and then this little bus kind of transports you up to the the building and while we're waiting for people to come in because we chose a you have a an ipad and so you can see the rooms and john stamos was uh the narrator of this thing yeah so you got headsets and as you're walking you can hear john talking about the the rooms and stuff and you you can stay as long as you like it's like a self-guided but uh the whole thing is you're just watching i mean you're seeing in your mind you're going my god elvis was walking around here i mean it was a house yeah. you know and and it was just just so cool well before we walked in the house i'm looking at the shutters you know how we have shut, a lot of houses have shutters but they're not functional i'm like these suckers are functional so i went to the lady i said okay do you guys have bad weather here? Because when I was in Maine several years ago, a lot of those houses have shutters. Oh, yeah, they use because them. Of, Yeah, because yeah. of the weather. But I'm thinking, Memphis, Tennessee. Because one of the stories we had heard was uh, when, when Lisa Marie was growing up, Elvis realized she never saw snow. 
So they got on one of the jets, went to Colorado so she can play around in the airport in the snow, and then they came back. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, there's no bad weather. There's no hurricanes or tornadoes kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Why are there functional shutters on the door? And then I looked back, and there was some metal kind of um, bracing over the windows. Well, this is what surprised me. said a lot of people would jump the gate to, to go see Elvis. Like they would literally. Oh, when he was alive. Yeah, jump his fence to come up to the house. Mm-hmm. So especially when um, when Priscilla was pregnant, I guess Elvis got really, I would say paranoid for lack of a better word, protective would mm-hmm. be a better word. So that's when he had the shutters and the stuff installed so that when they were there, they can lock lock things out yeah. so nobody can like come security in. security right yeah, there. Yeah, it was yeah. modern, you know, mid, what, late 60s, early 70s That's security. advanced back then. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, son of a gun. It, it, it made sense, you know. But he's got a uh, peanut-shaped pool. Oh, he does. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's got a small diving board. They used to have a slide, but they took that out. But it's, yeah. So Elvis, in in the hot summers, he loved going in his peanut-shaped pool. So when you're talking about like going, okay, peanut-shaped, that's kind of. Yeah. Well, we we have built a, uh, uh, for dogs at Coin Animal Hospital, we built a pool for dogs, and it's shaped like a uh, a dog bone. Oh, my God. Now, how big would that be? Like three feet deep, two feet? Uh, yeah, I think it started out at nothing. Maybe it started out at nothing and maybe mm. went to about two and a half or three feet. But the dogs all, they looked forward to it. They were just like a bunch of little kids going in there. So they can easily get in, swim around, and kind of walk right, right out. Back out, yep. Okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. See, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, make a lobster pool, you know, with a big lobster yeah. shape and claws well, and stuff. Any shape you want, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But some of the dogs were life preservers because some of them couldn't swim. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Don't don't they all know the doggy paddle? Isn't that <laughs> normal for dogs? They try that, but they keep on going down instead of just staying afloat. Now, no, if you build a pool for dogs, do you have to put extra, like, Stuff because they're necessarily they're, no? the the, uh, the plaster we use is a, is a cementitious product and it's very strong. It's, it's okay. Not damaged at all. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. That that's actually <laughs> I just really remembered about that one. Wow. Yeah, that that's neat stuff. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's just neat seeing seeing different places, seeing people, meeting people. You know, it was uh, yeah. It was a good trip. There was, you know, except for my little, you know, booting incident, the people were tremendously pleasant and happy. And and, and I'll tell you that somebody that made a comment, and I was I was surpri- not surprised by it, but it, I, I did made me think a little bit. Everyone we ran into was extremely. Didn't matter what color they were. Didn't matter what language they spoke. They were extremely pleasant. Opening mm-hmm. doors for people. How are you? Yes sir. No sir. Didn't matter. And the comment that was made is. I thought people were so bad and so divided, uh, that seems odd. And I go, wait a second. I said, you're watching a TV, you know? So TV is showing one perspective of all this anger, but a lot of times you're you're not seeing that because it's not there. Right, You I know, 90, 99% of the population are good people. Yeah. It's just that 1% that make the most noise. And that's, yeah. that's what happens. And, and part of our conversation was uh, it was an 80-20. It's like you have 10% mm-hmm. extreme on one side, 10% extreme on the other side. Then you get 80% of the people that are happy-go-lucky right in the middle, yep. and and that's what it is. So it was really this person that you know was, was really uh, blown away by that because it, it, I think it surprised them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, too, that was a big shock was as we're going through Memphis – 
there's a Bass Pro Shop pyramid. Yep, right in the river there, right? Oh, the yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like, what the heck is that? The thing is massive. Did you go in it? Yes, of course How I did. did. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You were all How do you not get in there? <laughs> and there's a, there's a massive resort in there, like a timeshare in there. So I'm like, okay, so people go on vacation to Memphis in this pyramid in this Bass Pro Shop. What the heck is that? <laughs> That's what they do there, though, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah, was, you can go fishing inside, and they had a boat thing. Like, you can take a tour, you know, down the road, whatever it is. Uh -huh. They had all these restaurants. They had everything and anything you could think of sporting good-wise was in there. They had go-karts, too, um, a shooting range. They had, a, I mean, an arcade. It's like, holy cow. Those hotel rooms. And hotel rooms, yeah. yeah. And, and then... There was a restaurant on the observ. It was an observation dock way the heck near top, mm -hmm. and then a massive, like a I don't know what you want to. Well, it was an elevator. This massive that would take you up top, and you can walk around and or go eat, and it was pretty cool. The line was longer than we, you know, we were kind of. <laughs> I wanted to get to the Civil Rights Museum, and I wanted to get to Beale Street, so we didn't go to the top, but. Someday, if, if we go back, it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. But that was, pretty neat. again, just yeah, things. I've never that, been inside it. I've driven by it several oh, times. Oh, you got you to gotta go in it just yeah. to, because it's all free. You know, I mean, there's big parking lot, you know, and you just walk in and just walk in the center and go, you got to be kidding me. There's alligators in there, a fish, they had ducks in there. I'm like, how do these ducks not fly around and poop everywhere, you know? <laughs> hey, look at this shirt. It's got duck poop on it. What the heck is up with that? It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, but see, that's, you know, you get out and you travel and you're, you're mean. And, and I, and you're, oh my God, you, you travel all over the place. So you probably really see the epitome of, of people, the sure. mostly good. And I imagine there's a few clunking situations, you, you know, really like anything. Off, yeah. yeah. But it's pretty <laughs> Most cool. Of them are good, though, yeah. Wow. So when you travel, do you travel by car? Do you go by plane? Mostly by plane. Okay. I mean, if it's something local, Indianapolis or Louisville, I'll drive there. Okay. You know, the, you know, four or five hours away. But most of the time, I travel by plane everywhere I go. Wow. Yeah. And then one of the hardest things, I'm sure, when people you know ask about your company, is how do you pronounce the city that you live in, Valparaiso? Yes, I got to try to. I, I can spell it quickly, <laughs> but when I have to start spelling it slowly, it gets a little difficult. Yeah. I know I've run up where you're from, Valparaiso. Yeah, you're not from around here, are you? No. Spell that. I'm like, okay. And I and I will say I did find myself for the first time in a long time when people would say, you know, it was natural. Where are you from? And and usually I'd say Chicago because they yeah. wouldn't know. <clears throat> but I'm like, you know what? I live in Indiana. Screw it. I, I said I'm in I'm in the northernmost part of Indiana just south of Lake Michigan. And I said, and if you want a better reference point, Chicago. Right, yeah, Lake, Lake and Porter County, I don't think the rest, <laughs> yeah. of, the, the rest of Indiana even knows we're here. No, even if you say the region, they're like, I think that's somewhere up exactly, north, yeah. but exactly how far, I don't know. Yeah, when me and my wife traveled on vacation, you know, the last where you're from, yeah. She's always saying Chicago. Yeah. It's a lot easier. It, it, it is easier. And and originally, I am originally from Chicago, uh, born and raised on the northwest side. Uh, moved to Valpo in 1990. Uh, and and, I, and some people may have already known this about me, but I planned on being here for two years, and I've never left. Yeah, it's a <laughs> so nice place. Like, oh, yeah. Great community. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No doubt. You know. Yeah. But that's always kind of funny about us. And, and I guess, too, with your story. You know, you start out a certain way and you never know which way things are going to twist and turn. And then 30 years later, you look back and go, 
wow, how how did that happen? Or yeah, look where, yeah. you know. My dad would be, he passed away several years ago, but he okay. would be amazed if he saw what Jason and I and yeah, proud, yeah. very oh, proud. He would be amazed, yeah, without, and very proud. Without, See, that's uh, cool. Yeah. That, that's cool stuff. That's pretty neat. No, that's, uh, yeah. again, it, it's it's just cool people doing cool things. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, sometimes I deal with some high school kids, and, and I look at them and say, you know, 30 years from now, you're going to look back and say, how the heck did I get where I got, yeah. you know? And it, and it just happens. There's a lot of people that really do amazing things or things you don't even think about, but you just... When, until you start talking to them, you don't really find out what's yeah. really going on. And there's there's a lot of people in different communities that mm-hmm. have a lot going on that you don't even know about. And that's what's, and that's interesting too. That if I guess if we took a business like yours and 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 eight, ten other businesses that are really kind of unique like yours mm-hmm. and put them and say, do any of these exist in Valpo? I bet you have no's across the board. <laughs> exactly. Are you kidding? Something like that is from Chicago, New York, you know, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Especially like, or maybe the warmer areas, like again, Los Angeles, where who builds pools? We're, we're cold half the year. You know, who builds <laughs> pools here? Exactly. Because they don't think about, you don't have to build them here. You can, you could, but there's other places that you everywhere. can build. There's indoor ones everywhere, outdoor ones. Um, yeah. Just all different applications all over the country. Now, if somebody wanted to build an outdoor pool and then uh, enclose it, do you guys help with the enclosures too, like a big no, sunroom kind no, of a we thing? we just do the structure only. Oh, okay. Yeah, all okay. the concrete work and the deck work and stuff is done, done by others. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I tell you, there was, there was a house, uh, there's a house in Valpo where I, when I was campaigning, you know, I knocked on the door and the guy says, come on in. And I'm like, what the heck? He had a pool inside. Oh my God. <laughs> and he had like, I'm, they weren't palm trees, but they were like, you know, it looks like tropical plants and stuff. Uh-huh. And it was pretty humid. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I want this. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, could never afford it, but I want it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Now, okay, now that, let me ask you this. Do you have a pool? I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I do, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I didn't know if there was something like, you know, someone's a baker and they hate bacon when they're, you know, this is my job, but I'm not going to go home and bake. Right. So yeah, No, I, we've had it for, for several years, 20-some years, um, but both my, my son and daughter have, have moved out, so they're okay. at home all the time. Okay. So it's uh, me and my wife sit out there and just look at it. Okay. It's a, it's a nice little ornament to look at. And every once in a while, I mean, we'll have parties in the, over yeah. the, the uh, holidays in the summer, and yeah. a few of the nieces and nephews will jump in for a few minutes, and oh. then, then we're just looking at it. Well, I've got a little pond. I, well, when I say pond, it's a Rubbermaid thing about three feet deep. That's my uh, that's my yeah. water. Yeah, my wife will get in it once in a while. I don't think I've been in it in quite a few years. Oh, so. my gosh. Is that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Is it heated? Too? Like, can oh, you sure. swim? Okay, yeah. so in a, in a winter time, you could go in if, yeah, or? if you really wanted to. Sure. Okay. Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> I'm going to say, especially the way Nipsco's going now, yeah. I'm not sure if that'd be a yeah. good idea. But, oh, no, yeah. In fact, I think this weekend is when we're... Can I get the cover off of it and get it Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, that's cool stuff. But, uh, you know, surprisingly, we only have another minute left. Really? So, (laughs) just like with everybody, you know, and and I know we have a, we'll we'll, we'll bring you back on because I know, you know, down the road, I'm sure you'll have some other cool information to to share and and we'll hear about your Montana trip and some other things that you may may or may not be involved in, you know. I look forward to it. (laughs) But is there anyone you want to give a shout out to or? 
No? No, just all, all good, man. Okay. <laughs> all, all good. And we got a lot of information out there today. Okay, cool. Well, this has been WVLP. Uh, 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. One of your hosts, Greg Sims. Uh, the other host, Andy Bozek, is uh, playing baseball. He's coaching baseball right now, but he'll be on with our, our next show. And this is we've had Bob Gilliana, who's former uh, school board of the uh, Union Township. And... Uh, on a BZA, plan commission, stormwater, all that stuff. So it's a, a, a great person. Thank you for for being on our show. Thank and you we, for inviting me. I enjoyed it all. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Thanks a lot. All right, you guys, take care, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>